0: It's a goal! He's done it! What a shot! This is a News Laundry podcast, and you're listening to Just Sports. Hello, and welcome to Just Sports, your weekly roundup of sports opinions and a little bit of banter between uh, Rahul and me, Rahul Puri and me. Rahul is in Singapore once again, and we're doing it over Skype.
1: I hope the line is clear this time. Hello, Rahul from Singapore. Hello, Samar. Yes, uh, once again, I'm not once again in Singapore. I'm traveling this time. Once again, uh... we're doing it over Skype. That's true. And and uh, we did promise everybody that we wouldn't be doing it over Skype. But unfortunately, we are again doing it over Skype. You broke the promise, Rahul, not me. So this time, a lot has happened.
0: And uh, on Just Sports, we will be discussing Stephen Gerrard, Frank Lampard or Paul Scholes. Who was the greater midfielder? Uh, Jose Moreno's meltdown. It's happening a little too often, isn't it? United fans will not be happy. And we have a new formula one champion nico rosberg so is it fair to have it as a team sport and an individual sport how does it work in formula one so these are the three topics so rahul let's start yeah stevie g Frank Lampard, Paul Scholes. I think three great midfielders, all three have retired now. And uh, the debate is out there, out in the open. Who was the greatest midfielder of this generation?
1: Well, I mean, uh, you know, the, the historically you've got um, uh, all the Man United fans giving uh, Steven Gerrard grief that uh, he didn't win as much as he should have. Um, all Chelsea fans giving Gerrard that the, uh, Lampard won more uh, than Stevie G. Um, and if you compare um, their trophies, uh, it's absolutely true that Lampard and Scholes um, won far more than than uh, Gerrard. Um, but I think, and, and, and I'm trying to be as unbiased as I possibly can. Well, here. you cannot
0: be unbiased about it. I mean, it is TVG and it is Liverpool.
1: And I, I said, I said, I'm trying to be. I, I think that if you go down to uh, who was the best footballer, um, Gerrard was the best footballer. Uh, but out of all three of them, without without a doubt. I think Skulls was a very good uh sort of you know just behind the front two um you know scored a, a great amount of goals um that yeah, I'll But the barometer of success
0: is always going to be trophies. And in your in your career over twelve or thirteen or fourteen years you did not win a single title. So I don't think that you know he can be compared as a better footballer than than Lampard or school. No, I
1: I think there's a difference. I, I don't think you you should you can you can link um, how much they won because um ultimately football's not an individual game it's a team game um and stevie g uh you have to you have to understand the the kinds of teams that he played in okay let's go to the uh, english
0: team Raul. for the english
1: team also i mean in the, yeah, I mean, no, in the but you know for the english team also you have to understand where he played i mean you know he 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 was he him and lampard were never were never particularly comfortable playing with each other. They were very similar. They were very similar, uh, similar players and that was a problem that they had in the England team. Yeah, and, and Scholes, Skulls was, he was just a very different player. I mean, he, he was just a a very, very different midfielder. I, I don't think that it's a fair comparison uh, between Lampard and Stevie G and, and Scholes. Scholes was a, a completely different midfielder. Um Yeah, he had an engine on him, but he he wasn't, uh, you know, in in the teams he played with, you know, he had a David Beckham, he had a a Roy Keane. um, And, you know, the thing about Stevie G was, according to me, he was um, a little of all three of them. He was the Skulls, he was the Keane, he was the Beckham. And that, if you ask me, makes him, uh, what what, what made him, uh, uh, you know, the best of of the lot. Um, I have no doubts, um, Steven Gerrard was the best English a midfielder of his generation, I, I, I have no doubt. No, I, don't, I would, I would
0: completely disagree with that because I think that you know, even in the even in the later stages of his career, Lampard always got precedence in selection over Stevie G in the English
1: team too. I don't think so. I, I don't think he got he got precedence. I, I think he he played a, a role that Gerard... Um, was more comfortable playing. But I, I think that that's because the England team uh, felt that they needed both of them in the team. And, and quite frankly, it was it always felt down to the fact that I think that everybody thought that Gerrard was far more versatile than Lampard. And, and therefore, um, he used to play sort of a, a little at the back and Lampard just used to play a little further forward.
0: Just a number of titles and just for the fact of the impact that all of them had on the game, I feel that Paul Scholes had more of an impact in the midfield because he was aggressive he was out there he had pinpoint precision in terms of you know what he could pass to and he could score goals so Scholes had more of an impact. He was more of an
1: impact player. I, 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 I completely disagree with that. I mean, I, I can't see how you can say that Scholes was an impact player um, when you look at Gerard and, and the fact that, and look at what he did for Liverpool in terms of his impact. Now, you know, you've got to understand this is a man that played with Cinema Pongoli and, um, you know, horrendous players like that and still somehow managed by sheer force of will to drag them to a European champion. Championship title. I mean, you know, I, I think that a lot of people look at Gerard as, as you know, if you were to take him and you were to ask managers of that time, you asked Mourinho, you asked Ferguson, you asked the guys in Barcelona and Real Madrid, if there was one Englishman that any of them would have swapped. Happily, they would have happily had Gerard, And that was why he was the best of the lot, quite frankly. Okay,
0: We will leave it at that. I mean, I have great respect for Steven Gerard, So I'll not argue on this one with you. I mean, he's a great guy, a great footballer and a great gentleman to top it all. So I think, yes. Oh, yes.
1: no, absolutely. I, I think Gerard's legacy, you know, is, is beyond... The fact, yes, he didn't win a title with Liverpool. He came I think that's what twice. adds. I think that's
0: what adds the romanticism of Steven Gerrard.
1: Yeah, and I, I think that, that yeah that coupled with the fact that he played for just one team. I mean, the whole damn time he had the opportunity to move to Madrid. He had the opportunity. It was done deal. It was a done deal with Chelsea um, in back in two thousand and six or whatever it was. It was a done deal, um, and he turned it down. He said, "No, I can't do this." Um, And, uh, you know, I think that adds to, you know, the whole Roy of the Rovers stuff um, and and makes him truly, truly special.
0: Okay, so the game will miss him and the game will not miss what's happening right now with Jose Mourinho. Uh, As a United fan, uh, yes, it's a problem. Yes, it's a big, big, big deal because I don't think what Jose Mourinho is doing also goes with the culture of Manchester United. We have had managers who have been, I mean, Alex Ferguson was a very, very colourful personality, but... The meltdown that Jose Mourinho is having, yes, is a problem even for a United fan. I don't see, I don't see the mental strength, and that's what comes across to me from the outside. That you know, does he have it mentally in him to manage this team? Because he's getting frustrated.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I what what strikes me about, I mean, you know, Ferguson had, you know, we, we all hated him, and and one of the reasons that we hated him was because he won so bloody much. But, you know. The, the thing about Ferguson was the man was highly passionate, right? But, you know, he stood for his players. He stood for what that club was. And right now, I, I don't know, Mourinho just looks like a man who's he's sullen all the time. He's bitter all the time. He's just saying things that, you know, quite frankly, uh, you know, you, you, you just you just want to say, you know, dude, what is wrong with you? Get a grip. Um, and I think it's it, I think it's affecting the players. I, I think it's affecting um, uh, the team, you know, because, you know, United should be playing way better than they're currently playing. And, um, you know, I, I think it's really affecting the team. Can someone I, I explain
0: think... to me, after the performance that Mkhitaryan put in on the week, uh, in, in the week, in the Europa League, why the F was he not in the starting 11? Because he was the difference...
1: But I'll tell you, I I think that it's down to the manager. I think that Mourinho's got himself into a headspace now where he's trying to rule out of fear more than anything else, right? So Mkhitaryan had a good game in the week. And uh, rather than playing him in a game that United need to win, he says, well, no, let me not play him because he'll get ahead of himself. Let me play somebody else. I mean, I don't understand it. It, it, I, I don't think anybody understands it. But it's, yes, it's, it's, just, it's crazy. And I mean... I, Alexa, you know, I really did.
0: I mean, is it because... Oh, I mean, I can understand that you've paid with so much of money. I mean, Zlatan has been paid shitloads of money. So, and he sells T-shirts. So he's up front. Otherwise, Rashford should have been up front. You know, you, why change the Europa League team? It won you the match. They were playing really well. They were connecting well.
1: Just play the same damn team. Yeah, I mean, I think I saw a United fan on, uh, on Twitter just before the game, the, the West Ham game, where he said, where is the pace Where is the pace in this team? And, you know, that's one of the things that you look at that United team that played and and you're like, well, where is is the pace? Where is the quickness? How are they going to turn over these guys if they've got no pace?
0: Yeah, it all boils down to Jose Mourinho and I think he's on a very tight leash over here because
1: if it's
0: not about the... You know, the problem right now, Rahul, I'm facing as a United fan is not the position we are in. Okay, fine, we're number six. Okay, fine, we're not getting the points. That's all fine. But... My club stands for something. My club is not known for having a sullen, you know, manager who does not know what he's doing. He's making excuses. The unluckiest club,
1: come on, get a grip. You've got the I players. Mean, you know, yes. the, the, the unluckiest club, and then, uh, uh, what was that? Uh, yeah, he, he he had a go at Wenger uh, and the media saying that, oh, you know, Wenger's won so much less than me, um, but, you know, you respect him so much more. Well, you know what? The media respects him because Wenger's not a dick. Um, quite frankly. And, and Mourinho right now is just s- acting like a spoiled child. I think he's worried about his legacy. He's worried about um, the short memories that people have in football. And I think he's he's just being really sullen.
0: Well, it's a problem because we are now in the end of November. And, you know, it's not about, like I said, the position, but it's about where does the team go from now? And, you know, the team is as good as the manager. And right? the manager is in football very important. So yes. Mourinho needs to get his act together because otherwise, I don't know whether he'll stay for the next season or not. But he might just leave so much damage in one season that it might be irreparable after that.
1: You've already seen it. I mean, you've already got players who look like they're on their way out. I mean, you've already got a bunch of players who look like, yeah, you know, they, they can't work with him. And he is a man who now just seems to be, he wants to make scapegoats of his players. And that's never a good thing. It's never a good thing.
0: Yeah, it's never a good thing. So yes, Mourinho is a problem, United is a problem. Uh, moving on, Formula One, we have a new champion. And my problem with the Formula One this time, and you could see it, Raul, is when, you know, in the last race, Lewis Hamilton refuses to take team orders. It's a mm-hmm. little bit of a strange thing having a sport where you're playing for the team and you're playing for individual glory. It's, it's It just came out this time, but it's a real problem. You either play for yourself, you play for personal glory or you play for the team.
1: No, I agree. You know, I mean, you know, I, it's it's the one thing that I've never really understood about Formula One. You know, that it's it's this individual uh, thing, but it's also a team thing. And you know, when there was when there was a very obvious one and two, you know, Schumacher and, and Barrichello, if you go back to the 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 '90s, uh, the mid '90s. I mean, there was an obvious hierarchy there in terms of one and two. Um, but those lines have begun to blur a little over the last couple of years, and this year. Um, Mercedes was so dominant, you know, with their ones and twos basically running away with the title. Um, And it boiled down to just those two guys. Now, you you know, you can't expect Lewis Hamilton, you know, if he's being ordered by his team to say, you know what, let uh, Rosberg win. You can't expect him as a sportsman to turn around and say, yeah, all right, fine, I'll take one for the team. He's also challenging for the title, right? I mean, he's also challenging to win. So I I don't get it. I mean... You know, I, I have no problems uh, with with Lewis's reaction to that and him going to try and win the the title. What I have a problem with Hamilton was um, after Rosberg won, uh, that's the time to man up and be sporting about it and Look, go to did. him say what did. you did. But he, he did, Ralph, I mean, I mean, he did. But I think I have a fundamental problem with the way
0: that the sport works, and I think it's time to rethink it. It's time to rethink the fact that you can either play for team. Or you can play for individual glory. You cannot fight for both. And this year has actually just been—that's been the boiling point. Always between Nico Rosberg and Lewis Hamilton, that they've both fought about the fact who's the lead driver and who's the understudy. Nobody wants to play the understudy between both of them. Yeah, no, I agree that it's it, it's 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 mad, really.
1: Quite frankly, it's
0: it's just really mad. So, yes, they need to rethink that. But congratulations, Nico Roswell. You're the new champion. You're the new Formula One champion. And very ha-
1: well-deserved, my might add.
0: Yes, very well-deserved. But I think Hamilton's going to come back next year really hard at him because he's going to be really pissed about this year. <laughs>
1: yeah, he will. But, it, you know, it, it's not the end. He's still very young, Lewis Hamilton. And, you know, he's a double world champion. So, he'll be back for sure.
0: He'll be back for sure. And Rahul, you better be back for sure next, next week. I,
1: I will for sure be back.
0: We are not going to do it over Skype. No, why not? So that's a promise to all of you. We're not going to do it over Skype. We're going to sit next to each other and hug each other and then give you give you guys <laughs> the podcast. So this is summer and Rahul signing off for Just Sports. Uh, Rahul, you're going to get me a gift from Singapore? Sure. Um,
1: let me get you a Liverpool teacher. How about that?
0: And that was the end of the podcast. I asked for a gift. I did <laughs> not ask for a Liverpool teacher. You have a good time, Rahul. I'll catch you on the other side of the break. And like we always say, if it's a goal, if it's a hole in one, or a penalty, we'll count it for you. Take care, enjoy sports, and you have a good trip, Rahul. Thanks,
1: I will see you. Bye. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep
0: news independent